you know, really integrating people with disabilities into society and, and you know, really, really showing them and helping them um, advocate for themselves in many cases and, and, and really be a, 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 an integral part of the community, um, which, as you're alluding to, you know, back then, there, that was not an option at all. You know, it was pretty black and white, right? If you if you had these types of um, disabilities, you were put over here and largely forgotten about. Hello, and welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. The aim of this podcast is to connect you to the stories and personalities living in or affecting the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. We talk to business owners, musicians, authors, students, politicians, and maybe even you. On this week's podcast, we're talking to Mitch Lennett, Director of Development at the Arc of Lehigh and Northampton Counties, and Chris Kaklamanis, Events and Marketing Director. We'll be talking about their upcoming Memorial Golf Classic on September 25th and how you can get involved and also get into the mission of this nonprofit. The Arc of Lehigh and Northampton Counties is out to advocate, educate, and provide services and supports for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families. The vision of the organization is that all persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities be fully included in the community with the right to choose where they live, learn, work and play and now let's talk to mitch and chris all right i want to bring you guys in we're going to start talking about golf first because i want to talk about golf i want to talk about being outside and um doing something so chris uh or Mitch, can you guys give me a roundup or give me an idea of what's going on for the, I know I have the save the date here for the, to, the, uh, the inclusion and beyond. Is that what it's called for the 36th annual Allen D. Diebler Memorial Golf Classic on September 25th? Yes, sir. So uh, that's, yeah, the 36th annual Allen Diebler Golf Classic. Uh, it's been a, a staple of our arc here and uh, it's held in honor every year of one of our uh, most passionate, most impactful advocates who worked here in the 90s and who worked in the Lehigh Valley area for decades prior to joining the ARC as one of our advocates. Uh, it's a, one of our biggest fundraising events, and we're really excited because in this crazy year of a pandemic, yeah. we can be outside and have some fun and, uh, you know, raise money in a socially acceptable, safe, but most importantly, you know, fun way that supports our cause hopefully gets people out. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other sport that's better for this in terms of it's really one of the only things. Yeah, that you can that you can really that you can do. I mean, uh, it, it so it fits perfectly into what we're what we're doing here. So as it turns out. Yeah, no, so that's great. And and we're going to talk about that and again and everybody check the podcast notes for all the information about that. But I want to learn more a little bit about Arc. That's why we're here today you guys uh reached out and I'm really interested. I kind of want to, we talked on air uh, about off air. I'm sorry, before we started about how somebody I know uh, is, it works with ARC and has provided some services. And, you know, it's something to me when we had ever talked about it and she described what her job was, I really didn't, I mean, I guess think deeper about her role and how many other people are like her helping out those with disabilities in the area. So can you give me, Chris, like a, uh, an overview of what ARC is for people who yes. are not familiar, yes. and then we can kind of go in, into that. So the ARC is a, a nationwide organization 
that uh, works with people that have intellectual or developmental disabilities. The ARC as a whole across the nation uh, started in the mid-1900s, was founded by a group of concerned parents who honestly wanted their loved ones, their children, uh, their siblings, not living in an institution like was so socially acceptable in the early 1900s, but wanted them at home getting love and support and being a part of their family in the community. And it was from that that the nationwide, uh, the Ark of the United States was founded. And then our specific chapter here in the Lehigh Valley uh, was founded in, incorporated in 1975. Uh, and we've been serving people here for it's now 53 years. Uh, people with intellectual developmental disabilities, providing them support, providing them services, uh, advocating for them, educating them, uh, and working to help them, you know, continue their lifelong commitment to be a part of the community and grow and learn, just like all of us. Man, that's perfect. Like, it looks like you practice that, or it is. I mean, and it does, it, it helps me understand and, and get a better understanding for it. To think back, the thing that really struck me in what you said is how there was a time period and I think maybe Mitch, you can speak a little bit better on this. I'm just going to kind of guess here, but there's a time period where if there's some, there was someone with, with disabilities who maybe their parents couldn't take care of them at home. So they would be put in an institution. Is that what used to happen? I mean, yeah, that is exactly what used to happen. And only through the, the hard work. And as Chris alluded to the, you know, the parents and all the advocates has, have we evolved to where we are today, which is, you know, leaps and bounds uh, over where, where we were. So, you know, really integrating people with disabilities into society and, and, you know, really, really showing them and helping them um, advocate for themselves in many cases and, and, and really be a, a, a an integral part of the community, um, which, as you're alluding to, you know, back then, there, that was not an option at all. You know, it was pretty black and white, right? If you if you had these types of um, disabilities, you were put over here and largely forgotten about. And you know, that's that's the thing that that we really really stress is is that is the not only inclusion but acceptance and really em empowerment. And you know, like like Chris said, you know, getting involved with not only the clients but their families as a whole, like a whole, uh, you know, the whole family unit, and and tying that together with the community, and that's what that's what we do here, and it's so so gratifying. I mean, you know, Chris and I talk about this a lot. You know, pre COVID, and and hopefully I can say post COVID very very soon. You know, we yeah, hopefully you know we we come in. This is what makes this you know working here and and being part of this organization so different is that when we walk in the front door and we go back to our offices all the way in the back, we we walk through and we see in real time these programs. We walk by the classrooms and the and the rooms where where, where people are you know involved with these enrichment programs and these educational programs and really being a part of, 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 of the, of the programs themselves. And we see that and we interact with them and we chat with them and, we, and then we go back to our offices. So it's so, so gratifying to see our, the work being done in real time and the effect that it has on our clients. So. Yeah, and, and do you, we talk about how many people, 2,500 people in, in Lehigh and Northampton County, that's a lot of people who are being affected. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming when you say 2,500 and then it's also the number has to be much higher because all of those people who are affected by the positive change 
you know, that those 2,500 are given. Well, this is like some specifics. So Chris, maybe you can talk about, you know, I know there are some programs here and you can choose, which maybe you want to talk about first, but your spark program, advocacy uh, service programs, like give me, like walk me through, um, you know, somebody who's maybe referred to you or, or or is interested in you. Like, what is that process? If if I know somebody or or if I have a family member who has a disability and I want to get them involved. Absolutely. So we, I would say 2,500 uh, is a, a big, vast number. We help probably between like 1,500 and 2,500, 2,000 people a year. Sure. Uh, all of our programs are different here. So our vision really is to help every person, you know, be involved and a part of the community where they live, they work, they learn, they pray, you know, they're a part of their, you know, the workforce. And so for us, it's always different. So say, you know, our advocacy um, department and our advocacy services specifically are really different than a lot of the other things we do here because they're not waiver funded. So if you had a family member or loved one with an intellectual or developmental disability, they are provided some federal and state funds as a waiver to help them be able to afford services and programs for either personal care or uh, community support or, you know, vocational support or anything like that. So for our advocacy programs and our advocacy services, people can go right on our website. They can call our office. And if they're having an issue with their child in school who may have an IEP and a learning disability, we are there to advocate for them and kind of be a bridge between like the school and the family. Um, Our advocacy department also covers a lot of like resources as far as information goes. So in that instance, people can get connected with us just by going on our website, uh, arcoflehighandnorthhampton.org, or they can call our phone number and get connected with us directly. But for our other programs like Agency with Choice and Spark, uh, those are kind of different because those are programs that are funded through the federal state waiver process. So in those instances, our advocacy department uh, kind of connects in a way because those processes are pretty difficult. I've Mm -hmm. never... I uh, had to go through it, but from what I've learned, it's a you know very intricate, detailed process of you know confirming a disability, applying for a specific waiver funding, uh, making sure you show all the necessary requirements. And but so, you're able to do you're able to help with that process. So 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 let me just let me just chime yeah, in real yeah yeah go ahead, yeah just real quickly so so really logistically the first thing that would happen if you called like your example is you called the ARC and you wanted to yeah. you you wanted to inquire about services I'm we have what we yeah so we have what we call an intake coordinator who works you know with with um, underneath our director of advocacy so that would like literally be the first step is we would get you in touch with our intake coordinator and they would ask questions and you know really kind of steer you in the right direction so that's like logistically how the process would start because right, when you look at some of these programs including like the spark program um, you know, their empowerment you know you're, you're working with some of the examples in here volunteer it, it, the Allentown Rescue Mission, Meals on Wheels. You know, what are the, what are these some of these practical, not practical, what are some of the actual applications? Like the people who go into these programs, what are some, some things that they do in the community? Absolutely. So when our when people who come to the ARC, uh, individuals go out, a uh, part of our SPARK program is vocational. So being a part of the community, being a part of an inclusive environment, working with people who, you know, have, challenges working with people of all likes all you know different ages and everything so um you know i think it kind of begins as uh you know them going there and them volunteering in any 
organization that they go to, for example, like Meals on Wheels and the Allentown Rescue Mission, people who come in are spark participants go there and they'll volunteer and do some things that help them coordinate all of their processes. They're not employees. They're just strictly volunteers, but they go and through those volunteering processes, they grow community relationships. They learn these vocational skills and they become part of an inclusive community. And by doing that, are getting that kind of social experience, the work experience and giving back. Go ahead, Mitch. No, I I was just going to say to, to, to piggyback on what Chris was saying, um, you know, now add, add COVID, you know, the elephant in the room, right? So add COVID to um, all of these programs, it's become, it's become super challenging to, to, you know, go out and find, you know, new and different community partners. Um, So, so, so yeah. So typically this with the spark program, you know, clients check in here in the morning um, and some of them actually stay here all day. We have programs for them all day. Others, like Chris mentioned, go out into the community to Meals on Wheels, Rescue Mission, nursing homes. Well, all of that is, you know, obviously we can't have people going into nursing homes now. So um, our Spark director, Dana, has done a tremendous job and it's still a work in progress trying to, you know, there's that p word again right pivot we have to you know pivot and figure every out day. how every every day. Every, every day every single day but you know what george right it's made us all stronger it's it's made us all better it's i guess something i don't know like it's you know it's just this and, uh, it's, it's almost like you're looking at everything happening from a distance and you're like this is ridiculous you know I, it's I, slow motion but right? i think i would be producing like these online things it's just right and but you have to go with it and and it's unfortunate for because one of some of the words here I'm, I'm, i have a thought what some of the words i'm writing down are inclusion empowerment community and i would imagine for people with disabilities who get um so much growth out of being around other people for them it this has to be maybe even more difficult a hundred percent circumstances i would that make sense? Like they might be taking this maybe a little bit more difficult than I am. Cause I, I don't know. Do you know hundred, hundred percent. Our clients are very typically very, very structure oriented, you know, and, and this is really challenging um, for, for them. So as challenging as we think it is for us, it's uh, you know, for the, for the clients and their families to, to really have, you know, everything change and it's so fluid. Everything changes, you know, daily. It seems like it's, 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 that's been a, probably the hardest thing of all. This episode is brought to you by Made Possible in the Lehigh Valley, a regional branding and marketing initiative aimed at showing off all the amazing things that are possible here in the Lehigh Valley and helping to grow the region's image as a desirable place to visit, work, learn, and live. They've created materials that you can use for free on your sites and in your outreach to help tell the Lehigh Valley story. Lehigh Valley is rich with opportunity, providing people with a good life on their own terms. The region exists today because of where it's been, Together, we will shape what is made possible tomorrow. Contact them and get more information at lehighvalleymadepossible.com. But Chris, like I'm looking for that, um, you do have the community resources which have at least started to begin including online stuff. So yes. what kind of online 
um, resources. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at some of the, uh, at least webinars here, you know, financial yep. and legal planning for a family member with a disability, special education during COVID, you know, a lot of these resources that I'm, I, I'm sure there are people who need the information. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you guys have been doing? Definitely. Uh, so, you know, in this time, we're a huge, all about being a part of the community. So our, our amazing uh, team around Mitch and I and our advocacy department and our other program departments kind of uh, have worked to put together um, resources that allow us to make an impact in the community, even while we're all stuck home, you know, yeah. you know, with masks on trying to be socially distant. So uh, these things like uh, special education during COVID-19 and behavioral mm-hmm. health and support are webinars that our advocacy department has collaborated with other organizations in the area. Um, for example, uh, we've put together uh, webinars with some Spanish-speaking organizations to give resources out to the communities when we're not able to directly contact them. So yeah, our community resources all go through our advocacy department, all kind of fall under that umbrella and are all about just helping others when we can't directly reach them, giving them the information to hopefully make it easier on a family during this time when they have a loved one who's normally going out for support. And now, you know, seven days a week, they're responsible to help take care of them, you know, fill in the pieces. Yeah. Cause what, I mean, what you guys are doing and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's at the minimum twofold because you're working with those who have disabilities, but then also with their families and understanding the, the intricacies and the hardships and, and what you need to do as a family member Um, you know, so is that something too, you know, you're reaching out to, if if I'm a family member who I'm having issues personally, I need to talk to somebody, um, in regards to, to my family member who has, uh, disabilities. Is that something you can help out with too? Definitely. So our advocacy department does all that helps, uh, family members and also the individuals with a disability. Um, it helps families with children in school. And then it also provides these resources and community support. So that we can, you know, help more people on a broader spectrum than people we can just help one on one. We really try to triage and help people both individually and on the community level, because not everybody wants to reach out one on one. Not everybody feels comfortable doing that. But we want everybody to have the resources to give their family member the most community connection, the, the best, the, a normal life right. like we all live. I gotta imagine for you guys too, like this constant, you know, I, I have, how to say it the right way, you know, it, it's, uh, I have friends who have disabilities and it's always, you know, it, right now it's fun to see them engaged. You know, when, when they are, um, I know a friend who volunteers in, in certain places and it's just, they are so excited to, he's so excited to, to head there and to volunteer and be a part of that. You know, is that part of the joy of working in this profession? You know, really seeing on a daily basis that type of, uh, personal growth or, or, or social. It, I don't know, Mitch, if you could talk about that. Yeah, it, it's it's really indescribable. Um, the, the, the the satisfaction and the gratification that you get when you like, like I mentioned earlier, when we just walk through the building and we see it, you yeah. know, we see it in real time, we see people laughing and, you know, and engaging. And, you know, we have activities here at night, like, um, you know, pre COVID, we had bingo night and we had, you know, and just, um, in fact, when 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 I came for the first time here, um, for my job interview, it happened to have been on a Thursday evening when it was bingo night. And okay. I, I told Karen, our, our executive director, um, how blown away I was. She, she, she took me back. They took me back. And I sat there and I watched, I watched all these, these, these clients um, 
you know, partaking in bingo night on a Thursday night. And I was just, um, I was taken aback. It, it was so emotional to, to see it in real time, to see the impact um, of everybody engaging and being part of something. And they loved it. And then, you know, fast forward to, like I mentioned, coming in the building and seeing all this stuff in real time. Um, it's, it's, uh, you can't really just, you can't really describe it. I mean, every nonprofit does amazing work, but not, but, but not all nonprofits see it and live it every single day. They're, you know, potentially in an office and, you know, we, we see it and live it and breathe it every single day. Where is your, um, where are you guys located? We're over across the street from the airport in the, uh, industrial park, um, Avenue A. So you're near, um, we do, we own with, uh, Amanda Bus of the cancer support community yes they're up in that area we yes. just at the airport they just did a whole if you get a chance i don't know if you're flying anywhere soon but you walk in they they have a whole like it, i forget the name of it it's a back aileron or whatever of the plane and they have um you, you can put your loved one's name on there and stuff so the nonprofits in the lehigh valley are, are just it, it's amazing at uh the, the people who, who work in them and and are it's just fun to see all these incredible things come together and they're so visible. Like, you know, it's not something where these nonprofits don't get attention. I think they're getting a lot of attention. And that's well, great. that's a great, that's a great segue um, for, for something I wanted to mention. You know, I know George, you've been a part of, um, we've been on some zoom calls together with uh, you know, with, with the chamber, um, that nonprofit committee and all the great work Lori Hackett's doing at air products. And Absolutely. Um, so, so we really took that to heart here at the arc. So Chris and I are really talking about, and we have some really exciting collaborations. You know, one of the, one of the seminars was specifically, I don't know if you were on, if you remember that one about, about collaborations and yeah, please don't so, put me on the spot for remember. <laughs> hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> no, so so that's kind of what we're that's kind of what we're we're working on. Some really really exciting collaborations with other of these great nonprofits that you speak of, um, because it, it really is a vibrant community. And 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 I, I'm I'm always taken aback by how willing everybody is to work together. Um, yeah. You know, for for the common for the common good and. So we're talking to a buddy of yours. I just want to mention real quickly uh -oh. about a, a project we have with uh, Shane Burkhoff, um from Laughing at My Nightmare. Yeah, so he says to say hello. And, um, oh, that's great. I haven't seen Shane in for I know. I think he's out in, um, he was out west or, or. I think he's in Michigan, if I'm not yeah, okay. mistaken. But I, yeah. I haven't seen him. For, that's amazing. That's great. I'm glad he remembered me. Yeah, you said to say hi, and so we have something really exciting that you know maybe we can come back on your on your on your show and and talk about it. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. So if, if people don't know Shane. Just if you're listening, uh, please Google "Laughing at My Nightmare." I'll put them in the show notes. Amazing inspiration. He's a fellow Moravian College alum. Um, his story is amazing. amazing so. Yeah, and and he's a friend of the Ark, and um, he's a he's a friend of ours, and so. Mm -hmm. Um, we presented him and his team um, just last week with a, a program that we're going to be gearing towards um, businesses and schools, and we're really excited about it. And as we progress and 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 things, you know, we put things together and cement things. We would love to come back and kind of uh, oh, man. You know, talk talk yeah, about it here. We'll we'll even get Shane on. He said he would love to, you know, come on. And I and, would be over the moon to have Shane on. I, like I said, I haven't talked to him in so long, and I'm sure. You know, anybody with, with, in his situation, you know, I'm sure it's a trying time for him now. It's just very uncertain. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so we'll, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'm in. 100%. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. And then, 
And then, you know, out a little bit further, Chris and I are working on some really exciting things with um, with other nonprofits and collaborations. So, you know, just um, organizationally, uh, it's probably important to, to point out that all of that advocacy work that Chris spoke of um, is is funded by what we do in development. So I oversee development um, with with Chris, and you know, we 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 work to um, come up with different ways, especially today with COVID, we have to be super clever and, and, and different revenue streams and, you know, different ways to fund all this advocacy um, because really um, without, without what we do and what we develop, there is no, there is no advocacy. There's just, there's, there's no room to, to do anything or grow. And so that's our challenge and it's very, very challenging. But so is, is it bottom line, like fundraising is, like that's something that's just vital. Like, so you, I, obviously there, there's some revenue streams that maybe you get from the government, but in terms of fundraising, much like the um, golf tournament, we're going to talk yeah. about some more, but 100%. important. And, and I, you know, and I think now more than ever people, since things aren't working regularly and you know, you're not able, maybe people aren't making as much money. It, it makes it more, it brings the nonprofits to the front again to say, see how important these these resources and organizations are. Which let's bring it back to the golf tournament. Then I, I, I don't want to put you guys on the spot because I didn't ask you this uh, ahead of time. But the man who is, is named after, do you have more anything more to tell me about him? So uh, Alan worked uh, in the county for I believe two or three decades. Uh, oh, he, man. Right. I should know. Back in, uh, you know, the former iteration of the way mental health and uh, individual and developmental disability services work, uh, I believe he worked in the county in, in a directory yeah. role. And after leaving the county, he came to work as an advocate and uh, joined our team to make sure that the, the you know, educational resources mm -hmm. and uh, family resources and the information, uh, you know, support for someone who might have a question or a family member was there. And uh, so we, after he, uh, he passed away about 20 years ago or so, a little over 20 yeah. years ago, we uh, made our golf tournament and named it in his honor since he made such a huge impact uh, in the Lehigh Northampton counties in the 70s and in the 80s. Uh, and then and in the 90s, here at the Ark of Lehigh Northampton counties. And is this kind of your welcome back thing in a way like is this the so, first big event you've done since all yes. this happened or yes. well so and it's a it's a super okay. important event because yeah. we uh we actually had our spring our normal uh our normally biggest event was canceled this spring our one step forward dinner so uh for anyone out there uh and for everyone out there you know this event uh supporting the our, our arc and the people with intellectual and development disabilities and our ability to help them is even more funded through our golf tournament than ever before this right. year. Yeah, so so we typically have two big fundraisers and the golf is 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 by far our biggest, you know, our biggest event. And as Chris mentioned, our one step forward, which was scheduled for May at DeSales, we obviously we we had to cancel that and we mm -hmm. we pivot we pivoted very quickly and did a, a virtual um, bike ride um, with oh, Mandy a wedding now. Like it's so many pivots. Like at what point are you just spinning? You know? <laughs> I'm dizzy. I'm very dizzy. Yeah. We're all, we're all dizzy. very nimble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I, I'm just like, do I wake up? I'm like, what's going to happen today? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Right. Oh. But as soon yeah, as you so th this is, uh, the, the, the initial one was canceled. Yeah. So the one step forward was canceled and we very quickly shifted gears and did a virtual bike ride with um, the Lehigh Valley's own Mandy Marquardt, who, who is a uh, to Tokyo um, uh, Olympic hopeful. And, you know, she's a, 
she's a real good friend and introduced her to the arc and she was all in and it was a fantastic hey, can event. You her, can you give me her uh, email address? I would like to have her on too. She, you know what? That she would love to be on. I, I, I think I can speak for Mandy. She would love to be on and talk about um, you know, her advocacy and what she does. She's yeah, an amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, I think people too forget how many insane bicyclists there are in the area too. Like it's, Oh gosh. That, yeah. That's, yeah. Obviously that's another podcast, but these are, I will, I will I offline. I will, athletes. I will connect you with her offline because right, she, she would be, she would be thrilled. Amazing. So, so yeah, you do the, you do the virtual one. Sorry. I keep interrupting the, the virtual, um, bike ride with her. Yep, we did the uh, virtual bike ride, which was sponsored by Air Products. Um, mm -hmm. They're a major sponsor of our One Step Forward, and they, you know, kind of shifted gears. And we're really, um, Lori and, and and her team are really anxious to, you know, to uh, to jump on board with this virtual bike ride. And we, I got to say, we we raised we raised a, a a good amount of money. We had a ton of riders. How many miles did they ride, Chris? Like three thousand miles or something insane like that? It was uh, um, well, well into the thousands of miles. Yeah, we had people of riders. Hours, hundreds of hours of bicycles ridden. We had people from all over the country. In fact, I think we had a couple international riders too. So it was wow. really, um, really, really cool. But yeah, so, so the golf. Yeah. Listen, you know, we gotta we gotta figure out new ways to yeah. to do things. You know, it's uh, it's a crazy world so we live in. This is uh, again, I, all the information is in the notes here as we kind of come to the end, unfortunately. But it's Friday, September twenty fifth. It's eleven thirty a.m. start. 1215 uh, shotgun, the 36th annual Allen D. Diebler, Diebler, Golf Classic, Diebler. It's Southmore Golf Course in Bathgate. There, so there's contests, there's giveaway, there's a dinner yep. reception, silent auction, and more. Listen, we're in COVID times now. So what do you say to the person? You know, you know what, what kind of um, precautions are being taken on the golf course for someone who is surely going to have that question? That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> perfect question. So at Southmore, uh, the the people yeah. at Southmore have done a great job. Uh, depending on what we are and what situation we are in in a month and four days, uh, they have plenty of seating outdoor for the dinner area and the food afterwards. <laughs> uh, when it comes to golf carts, uh, we're limiting the number of passengers per golf cart. If we there would happen to go back to yellow, it will be you know one yeah. person per golf cart as safety requirements are you know sure. make necessary. Uh, we. We'll make sure everyone is, is, you know, masked and, you know, has their hands nice and clean and stays socially distant. And most importantly, we are planning on the event, you know, being as outside as possible. Uh, obviously, right. playing golf is a beautiful outdoor event. It's, it's all outside. Yeah, yeah the, whole, uh, the whole thing, the, the, the dinner is outside. Every, everything's outside. You know, I'll tell you what, if I was playing, I wouldn't want anyone around me anyway, because yep. it would be horrible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But no, golf, I mean, come on, out of anything, I think golf is one of the ones that we can all look at and say, I can see how this can be done safely. So, And, and we really are very cognizant of people's concerns. So we're doing right. some new things this year. So we're really focusing on online ticket sales and registration for this event. So uh, our website is, uh, if you want to buy tickets or sponsor the event or make a donation, if you're not able to golf, is really simple. It's arcarcgolfclassic.givesmart. G-I-V-E-S-M-A-R-T dot com. You don't have to come and mail anything in or stop in to purchase tickets this year. Uh, our silent auction, which would regularly be an in-person silent auction, is all going to be through the GiveSmart platform. It's going to be digital and virtual as well. So, you know, you don't have to go up and sign anything or look at any items if you want to, you know, purchase a silent auction item. 
Uh, we'll make sure everything is coordinated as far as food and, you know, the after reception and awards go to keep everyone socially distanced as well. And, and definitely go ahead. I was just going to say for your, for your, any of your viewers, you know, definitely reach out to us if you got a foursome and you want to, and you want to get out. Um, you know, we, we, we're looking for obviously, you know, corporate sponsors, but we really are just looking for, for, for people to come out and spend the, the afternoon with us on the golf course. So, um, Jim and the people at Southmore to back to your question, they, they've done a tremendous job. We went, we went to visit them a couple times, you know, back in, um, what Chris back in like, like a April, May, and 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 everybody was wearing masks. I mean, everybody. So they they've done a an actual a tremendous tremendous job at at keeping everybody safe. So um, everybody's mind should be at ease in that regard. No, it's great. This has been um, a treat. Thank you guys. I'm so glad you reached out. And um, I think from this one, we're going to have like ten more podcast episodes. Thank you for all the leads. I don't even have to email anybody. It's perfect. Uh, but no, I, uh, Mitch and Chris, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, the the great stuff that you're doing. People got learn more. All the stuff that you need is in the show notes. Uh, again, if you're going to Google anything, you can just Google the arc of Lehigh and Northampton counties. And I'm sure you're going to yes. find that pretty quickly. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to say? Or uh, I mean, I do. I have one last thing. Uh, you know, sure. our mission is to achieve inclusion and to go beyond that for everyone with disabilities. So for everyone out there listening, uh, you know, our objective of, you know, reaching inclusion and going beyond that can't happen without you. Please consider making a difference today. There's no amount that's too small. And if you know anyone or you like to be socially active and be physically active, come join us on September 25th. We'd love to see lots of new faces out there at Southmore. Yeah, it's not like it's a bad golf course or anything. It's beautiful out there. Beautiful it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous course. Looking forward to it. So, hey, guys, I want to appreciate uh, – well, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you guys coming on. This has been Thank great. you, George. And let's touch base after this because I think, you know, we got a lot of more stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. All right. All right. Hey, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you to Mitch and Chris. Please be sure to visit arcoflehighnorthampton.org. Any of the links are included in our show notes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, it's info at lehighdriveswithlovemedia.com. Listen, we're looking for people to interview. We're looking for people to partner with. We are all about it. So if you want to get in touch with the recently named best podcast in the Lehigh Valley, here we are. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.